Good morning. I am so excited. It's an honor to be here. A couple of things I want to highlight. Number one, the rain people. The rain. The rain people. God is good when we pray and when we ask and he provides, we say thank you, isn't it? And so we are grateful for the rain very much. It's been awesome cuddling. I'm looking forward to something like a stew. Oxtail. Warm stuff. Um, I'm very excited to be here and I'm so grateful for the opportunity again. And I want to say thank you to the worship team also, Pastor Sean Joint. Really grateful to work with him as a pastor also. He's an awesome guy and we are so grateful to have him in this body. As we jump into the word, we know that we have been busy currently with the theme around James about arise and shine and shining and how we are to live a life that is worthy of our call. And the call is that we may shine in the world around us, that we may show the way that the Lord wants us to live, how he wants us to live, how he wants us to do life with him. And so this morning, I would like for us to open in James chapter 4, James chapter 4, verse 13 to 17. James chapter 4, verse 13 to 17. I'm going to read from the NIV version. If you are there, say amen. If you do not have your device or Bible, you can read from the screens. This is what it says. Boasting about tomorrow is the name of the chapter in the title. It says, now listen, you who say today or tomorrow we will go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business and make money. Why? You do not even why you do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Poof. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogant schemes. All such boasting is evil. If anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, it is sin for them. Amen. Let us bow our heads and pray. Lord, we thank you for your word. Your word is truth. Your word is life. Father, we hear when you speak to us, Father Lord, and we don't just want to be hearers of your word. We also want to be doers of your word. And so, Father, I pray that as the word goes out this morning, as the word has been read, Lord, that it won't just be in our minds as we hear it, but it will also go in our hearts so we may be able to live according to what it says in Jesus' name. Amen. The title of my message this morning, it says, Shine Because You Stand Out. Shine Because You Stand Out. Why do we stand out? Why must we shine and stand out? Why should we be doing this? Now, as we are talking from the book of James, the book of James has been considered as the proverb book of the New Testament. Some scholars say that it's like having a, a book that is like Proverbs, but you have it in the New Testament because it shares so much wisdom on how to live, on how to do life with God, how to do life with others, how to trust God no matter what, and that's what it's about this book. It keeps on giving us wisdom. The book of James is one of those books that speaks straightforward. 
You either feel, feel condemned or you feel con convicted while reading it. And so in this portion of scripture, James is jumping right in and he's saying, you guys are boasting. There were probably a few of those uh, Christian Jews that were boasting about tomorrow, about their plans, what they want to do, the things they want to achieve. And in all that, he was writing in this letter to encourage them not to do this. Now, the question is, does the Lord want us to plan? Does the Lord want us to put things in place? Does the Lord want us to do the things that we are supposed to do in order to achieve our successes? What is it that the Lord wants us to do? Is it the things that we are supposed to do, the right things? Are we guided by Him when we do these things? Now, all these questions, I want to say to you, thank you for asking. Because the Bible does do this. It always confronts, always tries to teach, always guides because it's God's word. And so in this portion of scripture, he speaks about the group of people who were boasting about tomorrow. We're going to do this and that. We're going to go here and there. We're going to achieve this and that success. And so he is warning them in this letter. He is saying, guys, be careful that you do this, but you do it with the Lord. Why is James so strong about this? Here is a sentence. Today is a gift, but tomorrow belongs to God. Today is a gift, but tomorrow belongs to God. James is trying to highlight the element that you cannot do anything other than what the Lord allows you to do. And so from this portion of scripture, I would like to highlight four main points. Four main points. The first one is this. Number one, our dependence must be in God and not in our own ability or ideas. Our dependence needs to be in God and not our own ability or ideas. It is so easy, isn't it? Like in verse 14 where it tells us that we're going to do this, we're going to do that. It is so easy because it sounds like one is, is independent. But the Bible encourages us that we are to be dependent on God. It is so easy to depend on our own education, if you are educated. It's so easy to depend on your own career. It's so easy to depend on your bank account. If it looks good, then you're happy. <laughs> if it doesn't look so good, then you're sad. It is so easy to depend on our ability and ideas on what can be achieved, isn't it? Because of we have this tendency to try and do everything ourselves and achieve. But in this book, it tells us that we are to depend on God. Here is the question this morning. Who do you depend on? Who do you depend on? The second one. What do you depend on? Who do you depend on? And what do you depend on? Now you may say, Pastor Lutsulo, I hear you, but um, you know, how do I know if I'm depending on, on people or how do I know if I'm depending on things? How do I know this? You know this because when crisis hit, the first thing that you think about, that's what you depend on. 
who or what do you depend on? The Bible is encouraging us that we are to have our dependence in God and not in our own ability. Because it is easy to achieve a certain amount of success and think that it's you who's doing it, isn't it? A man by the name of Tony Compolo, he is a preacher, I don't know if he's still preaching, but he tells a story. When he was a youngster and still in school, his family was struggling and they were poor and, and battling to even put food on the table. And so he came up with an idea of buying something to sell or sell something. And when he was busy looking for this idea, eventually he came across a bakery close by where he lived. It was a big bakery where they made a lot of bread. But he realized that at the end of the day, the bakery wasn't able to sell all the bread, all the loaves of bread. And so what he did was he went to find out if they are giving away the bread but bakery said, no, we, we can give you at half the price of what we sell it for. And so Tony got the money together. He bought a couple of loaves of bread. And his aim was that he was going to take it around the restaurants where he lived and sell this bread to them. But now it meant, it meant that at that time, he had to buy the bread after hours, which was around 9 o'clock in the evening, and then put it on his bike and paddle around the neighborhood delivering bread for these restaurants. And so he made a plan, nine o'clock, got up, put, his, put the stuff on his bike, and then he started to paddle to deliver this fresh bread that he bought at half the price. But being uh, an Italian, as, as Tony Compolo speaks, he said that he asked for three times the price of this bread. So three times the price what he bought it for. And so he delivered the bread, and every day he was doing this so that he can be able to help his family to be fed. And so one day it was raining, cold rain, and it never stopped. It was freezing, and it soaked him up, and he was coming back from pedaling his bike. And as he was going home in this dark, rainy night, he heard the tire of the bike going the tire bursted, and he looked, and he couldn't pedal any longer. He climbed off the bike, he checked the bike, and he realized that it was a big burst, and there was nothing he could do about it. He was so sad, and he sat down on this curb, and he put his hands around his face, and he started to cry. His cry was that, Lord, how can you allow this to happen to me? I love you, you are my father. The Bible tells me that you take care of me. Lord, how is it possible that when things are so difficult already at home and I'm doing my best, that you would allow such a thing to take place? You know that home is far, I'm cold, it's raining. How can you allow this to happen, Lord? Why me, Lord? How can this be? And he kept crying and kept crying. Eventually, he said these words, Christianity is not real because God doesn't care about those who love and live for him. And so he got up and he walked with his bike home. On the way home, he saw a 
petrol station. In those days, the petrol stations were not open 24 hours like today. They had closed down and everything, and when they closed down, even the air pumps, they are closed with the compressor of the air pumps is closed. But somehow he felt to just go and see if it might be possible to pump this wheel, even though it has bursted. And he got there, got the nozzle of the air pump, put it in a valve, and then he pumped, and the air came out. He couldn't believe it. And when he looked, the tire started to fill up. And he was blown away, but he didn't hesitate. As soon as the, the tire was full, he put down the air pump, climbed the bike, and went home. And he started to shout, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. And when he got home, he checked the game, it was fine, and then he locked up the bike. And as he grabbed the door, getting into the house, he heard the tire again going, and the wheel went flat. Tony Compolo knew right there and then that it was a miracle for him to be able to travel that far and to fill up a tire that's already burst and be able to pedal home with it. What is the moral of the story? Your life, my life, is already a miracle. It is not, it is not. You, you, you went to bed and you slept last night. Somehow you woke up this morning. Who woke you up? Who gave you the breath to, to breathe in? The ability to stand, to think, to process. Who gave you all that? And that is why it tells us in Jeremiah chapter 9, verse 23 to 24, it says these words, let not the wise boast about their wisdom, nor the strong boast about their strength, or the rich boast about their riches. Let those boast that they boast that they know me, that I am the Lord, their God, who exercises kindness, justice, and righteousness on the earth. For in this, God says, he delights. God says that in this, he delights. It's not in our ability or ideas. It is our dependence on him that we are able to live. The question this morning still remains, who or what do you depend on? May we be found depending in God, not in our achievements, not on what we can do, but in Him, always. The second point is this. We shine and we stand out, not only because we depend on God, but also the fact that we depend in His Word. In His Word, we depend in his word and not in the latest news or opinions. <laughs> it's so easy, isn't it, in a day we live in. We are bombarded with information from the news. Uh, I remember when I was still young, if you wanted to listen to the news, you had to intentionally switch on the radio or you have to put on TV. Normally it was 6.30 or 7 o'clock in the evening. Only then you get news. Now, you don't even need to do that. Now you just walk out, there's news. Bah! 
There's news everywhere, on the billboards, on the, everywhere there's news. You don't have to look for it. And it's so easy for us to be influenced by the news. It's so easy for us to be influenced by opinions. Sometimes it's easy to even be influenced by what we read. But our dependence needs to be in his word, in God's word. I recently read a statistic. The statistic says that across the world right now, as we are sitting here this morning, there's approximately just over 2.71 billion cell phones in the world. Smart cell phones. Smartphones in the world. It's been estimated that at least per day, an average person picks out their cell phone 65 times, even when there's no message. <laughs> even when there's no WhatsApp. 65 times a day, people take out their cell phones and they just check. Every few minutes, it's been found that approximately around 89% of the people, they sleep with the phone next to their bedside. <laughs> Somebody give me a mirror, because I think I'm talking to myself. <laughs> it's been found that it's so difficult for people to put their phones down. I don't know if you've been to any of the restaurants re recently or any of the food courts where people sit and they want to eat something quickly, everyone is on their phone. It's a phenomenon, it's something that we are, it's a world we are living in, constantly bombarded with information, overwhelmed with information. Now, I wondered if it would be possible that we can move that amount of time, even half of it, where we, if every time I want to check something on my phone, that it will be maybe perhaps to read the verse of the day. Perhaps every time I want to check my, I don't, I'm not on Facebook, but every time you would like to check a Facebook status and that you would at least read a scripture, a verse, that how much more of the word would go in us? And when the word is in us, what it does, it says, it, it filters what is true and what is false. It helps us to be aligned so that we can stay on the path to what God has for us. But if we do not have the word in us, we are unable to make those wise decisions, isn't it? And so it becomes difficult because the word of God, when we depend on it, we are able to be in line, we are able to do what God has called us to do. Now we have cell phones and we have to use them and they work and everything else. This is not to condemn anyone who's using their cell phone for a good reason and to make a living, whatever the case, that's fine. Everybody else, I pick up my phone quite a few times and that's why I can share this because I have to learn to put this thing down sometimes. So I can spend time with the Lord. I can spend time in his word so that my opinions and my mind can be aligned with him. 
And so our dependence mustn't be on what we hear out there. May it be from God's word. Let the word of God be our guide. Let the word of God be the one that speaks to us. When I was learning computers in early 2000s, they used to tell us, Gigo. Gigo was the first thing that we had to learn. Garbage in, garbage out. And uh, we had to learn how to do this PowerPoint stuff and program whatever. I can't remember the stuff. Can you hear me? And, uh, and so uh, I've learned later that actually with us it's the same. Whatever that we put in will come out. The question is, what are you putting in? If you are putting in news and opinions, what will come out? News and opinions when you speak, when you live. But when you put in God's word, what will come out? His word, and his word is life. So may life flow through you as you spend time in his word. Our dependence is in God. Our dependence is in his word. But also, point number three is this. May our dependence, as we shine out, we shine out because of our dependence is in his provision and not in our own strength. Our dependence is in his provision and not in our own strength. In the verses that that we just read now earlier, it says that we will go to this city and make profit here. We will go and succeed there. It keeps on saying these things about how much it will be, they will make, what plans they have, and how they're going to make it. And they seem to forget that God is actually our provider. God is actually our provider. A while back... I went to the shops, <laughs> it was early in the morning, and um, I went, bought a couple of things, and early in the morning, if you go to the shops around when they open 8.30, 9 o'clock, it's normally not that busy, and they would normally put one or two tellers. In this case, there was only one teller uh, at the front, and so I went quickly, but I could see while walking towards the teller that she was busy uh, scribbling something. She was busy looking at something and scribbling. So uh, I'm a curious guy, um, very curious. And so I went uh, and I got there and I started to say, hello, how are you? And she said, I'm fine, thank you. I'm saying, hey, what, what are you scribbling? And then I could see, oh, it was a lottery ticket. And she was, and I was like, wow, it's a lottery ticket. She says, yeah. And I said, okay, so tell me, what is the jackpot? What is the jackpot tonight? She says, my brother, hey, tonight the jackpot is 10 million rands. I'm like, 10 million rands. She says, yes. I'm like, wow, that's amazing. 10 million rands. So I asked her the second question. What are you going to do with the 10 million rand if you catch and win the jackpot tonight? She says, (laughs) the first thing, my brother, that I'm going to do, tomorrow I'm not coming to work.
When she said that, I just thought for one minute. And I thought, hmm, that sounds like a plan, you know? Sounds right. 10 million rent, I'm a teller tomorrow, not coming to work. Okay. So I asked her, so what is the next thing you're going to do with this money? She said to me, once I don't, if I don't come to work tomorrow and decide I'm not coming to work tomorrow, the next thing, I don't know, but I will see. For us to shine, and the reason why we stand out is because unlike this lady that is waiting and hoping that the 10 million will come in, for us and those who believe in Jesus and are living for him, we already have our ticket. That is true. We do not need more. The Lord is our provider. He gives us everything that we need. And so the question remains again, who do you depend on and what do you depend on? Let it be found that you depend on God and his provision in your life and not on your own strength. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 17 to 18, it says this. You may say to yourself, my power and the strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. You can hear the laugh behind, hey? Ha, ha, ha. But it continues in verse 18. It says, but remember, it is the Lord your God who gives you the ability to produce wealth. It's God himself who's the provider. It's God himself who gives you the power, the ability, the ideas. And so James in this portion of scripture, he's warning the brethren, brothers, remember, it doesn't depend on you, it depends on God. Rather be found saying these words, rather be found saying these words, if it is the Lord's will, we will do this and that. If it is the Lord's will, we will live and achieve our successes. May you be found depending on him. Who do you depend on? What? do you depend on? Our dependence is in God. Our dependence is in his word. Our dependence is in his provision. And the fourth point I would like to highlight this morning, our dependence is in his guidance. Our dependence is in his guidance. If, if you do not have God's guidance in your life, how are you gonna do this thing? If you are not depending in God, how are you gonna do life? When life is overwhelming, when he throws curveballs, how are you gonna do this thing? I remember some years ago, we were still in high school, and they took us on this trip in Starkfontein Caves. And we were a big group of young people. And we had to have a guide. Because going in the caves, it's dark. It's, um, you know, slimy. And there was like these different rocks. And you can easily get lost in there. And so they had lights on. But the, the, the cave was so 
deep and the cave was so dark and cold. Uh, we needed someone to really be there and help us to guide us through this. But I like the guides in South Africa. They're normally chilled, isn't it? They're normally relaxed. Um, I, remember <laughs> I remember one where we went, we went to this animal place. I think it had like animal, like uh, lions and stuff. And we said, you know, if the animals or the lion comes out and they, you know, come try to, to grab us, what will you do? He says, no, nah, they won't do that. I'm like, huh? Hey, Muna, you can't, you can't do, <laughs> you can't say that. And so in this, um, in this Strackfontein cave, the guide came, he was relaxed. He said to all of us, guys, you must always remember that not all of you will be able to see me because we were a big group. But two things you need to do. You need to follow everyone where they are going and you need to listen to my voice. You need to see where everyone is going, but then you need to listen to my voice. My voice will guide you where you must, where you must go. Because without him, we, I wouldn't be here today. We would still be stuck probably in that cave. <laughs> and so we had to listen to his voice. And he kept saying, left. And we would go to the left. Right. Go to the right. Then he would explain where we were, what is this all about. And we constantly had to listen to his voice. We constantly had to listen to his guidance. Because of his guidance, we managed to see the caves, we managed to see what it's about, we managed to get out of there. And so the same with the Lord and his guidance. His guidance helps us to navigate, isn't it? He helps us to navigate through life. He helps us to take left and to take right so that we can be able to get to our destiny. But that requires us to depend on him. Do you depend on him? Do you put your trust in him? In Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 to 6, it says this. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and what? He will make your path straight. I love that last portion. Who is making your path straight? It's the Lord. Who must we trust in? The Lord. So here's the question. This morning as you sit here, as you listen to this sermon, who do you depend on? And what do you depend on? Who do you depend on? And what do you depend on? Will you depend on the Lord? Will you depend on yourself? Or will you depend on Him? May the Lord be the one who highlights for you where you find yourself, what you must do, so that you can be found depending on him. That last verse in that scripture we read earlier, it says those that do not do what this say and they do not do it, it's like they are committing sin. 
They are committing sin because they are not doing what they know they should be doing. And so may we be found doing what we are supposed to do. Amen. May I please ask you to stand and then the worship team can please come through. Who do you depend on? Or what do you depend on? The message this morning is, may you be found depending on the Lord and not in our own ability. May we be de- depend on God. May we depend on his word. May we depend on his provision. May we depend on his guidance. Let us bow our heads and pray. Father, we thank you because you are the one, Lord, that knows every man and woman's heart this morning. Father, you know where we find ourselves in this journey with you. Father, help us that moments where we find ourselves being independent, away and separate from you, Lord, may, we re- may you show us, may you remind us, Lord, so we may be again in line with you. I pray in Jesus' name that, Lord, this morning, everyone will bring themselves to you and say, Lord, search me. Is there something that is offensive before you? Am I independent or am I independent? Which one is it, Lord? I want to be found in you. And so I pray for everyone this morning. May we be found in you, in Jesus' name. Father, I speak your blessing over your people. May you shine your face upon them. May you give them peace. May you be their guide. May you be their provision. Father, I ask in Jesus' name, in all that they do and what they put their hands on, let it be to your glory, Lord. Let the success be to your glory, Lord, because we are your children. Our dependence is on you. May we shine and may we stand out because our dependence is on you. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen.